okay. As I said, this is an opportunity to be fully present. So I invite you, you know, even now, I'm going to allow another moment. We don't get enough moments of silence and solitude in our lives. So if you want, you can even breathe, you know, focus on um, God's presence as you breathe. Maybe you're coming in feeling a little bit distracted, a little bit worried or stressed. Um, we're just going to give a little space again to center ourselves on Jesus. So go ahead and take that. As we recenter ourselves this morning, we are going to recite Psalm 23 together. So that will be on the screen. And this is the passage that's going to guide really our entire time this morning. We're going to soak in it. It may be a familiar one. It might not be, but it's one full of comfort and hope. So would you recite this with me? The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23 was written by David. David, King David, and Shepherd David. We obviously see in this passage, this is his relationship with Jesus. He sees God as a shepherd. And for many of us, that might feel pretty unfamiliar to think about a sheep and a shepherd relationship, unless any of you happen to have raised sheep in your lives. Um, we might not understand the significance and the intimacy of that kind of relationship. but. For these sheep, the shepherd is everything. The shepherd is the one who's going to protect them from any dangers, um, the one who's going to lead them to abundant pastures, to clean water, the one who is even, if the sheep are glossed, the shepherd's going to go after that sheep. We sung about that in the last song. The heart of the shepherd is to protect the sheep. The shepherd is the comforter, the protector, the guide. The shepherd is everything. That is the kind of relationship that David bestows upon his God. How beautiful is that? And maybe this morning you're feeling that. You're like, yes, that is how I see God. 
God is my shepherd. Maybe you have another word that you would use for God that feels more appropriate. It could be friend. It could be father. Maybe another metaphor from scripture, rock or light. No matter what it is, however we see God is just imperative to our understanding of him. And maybe, maybe this morning you're coming in and you actually see God as more of a stranger, a mystery, even an enemy. And how does that affect your viewpoint of Jesus? And so just for this initial time, we're going to spend a little bit of time reflecting on how do you see God this morning? Maybe think of a specific word or a name that you would give God this morning. Um, We have little notes, um, Psalm 23 cards that you saw as you walked in your row. There's some lines on the back of those cards. Feel free to write down any thoughts you have um, and spend just a few moments reflecting how do you see God this morning and why? you continue to process, I invite you to change the question you're thinking of a little bit. How does that image of God inform your understanding or your idea of who Jesus is? How is that affecting your relationship with him? And is the good shepherd inviting you to change your perspective in any capacity? Till I lay 
Psalm 23, the next stanza, verse 2 and 3 says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And I was reading that stanza this week and I thought, wow, 
Do you resonate with that? The, that need to be reminded that you gotta lie down? You know, the shepherd, the, the sheep will never actually make it to water or actually lay down on their own. And I had this image of even my own kids. They would never choose to nap on their own. You know, they never choose to lay down on their own, but I can see it in them. I'm like, you're exhausted. You are tired, you know? And I joke about that and Matthew's like, yeah, you're the same way. Aren't we the same way where we don't even realize how tired we are? We don't even realize how desperately we just need refreshing. And we need someone to say, hey, go to bed. Hey, lay down, have a rest. And that's what the shepherd does for the sheep. He guides them, he makes them lie down, he guides them to water so that they can drink. And that's a lot of what we wanna do this morning. Like wherever you are in your weariness and your thirstiness this morning, we feel like God is inviting you to lay down and take a drink. So I wanna ask you this morning, where do you need refreshing? And I wanna give you a minute to think about that. Just reflect for a moment. Where do you need refreshing? And are there barriers to you getting that refreshment? Is it your, is it your own stubbornness like me where you're like, I'm not gonna lie down? Um, are there certain relationships or certain fears or worries that keep you from resting, that keep you from being refreshed? Take a moment and reflect this morning. Where do you need refreshing and what keeps you from that? So if you're willing, I want you to, sometimes it's important for us to like even physically like do the things that we need to do in our brains and our hearts to embody our faith in Jesus. And so this morning, if you're able or willing or comfortable, will you just put your palms out in front of you? And I want you to, you can close your eyes again and I want you to just imagine all those things that keep you from resting, that keep you from being refreshed. I want you to think about the things that you worry about. What are the things that consume your mind and your heart? Are there things that cause stress in your body? I want you to imagine those being held in your hands right now and just quietly where you are, just take a moment and tell Jesus what those are. He already knows, but he likes to hear it from you. What are those things that you're holding that are weighty this morning?
And we see over and over in scripture where Jesus invites us to release those things to him. And as Liz reminded us, the shepherd is like, he's our everything. He takes care of all of it. He carries all those things for us so we don't have to. So just as a physical response to Jesus and for your own mind and heart, would you turn your palms over as an act of like, I am releasing these things to you, God. And take a moment and just tell Jesus, I'm, I release these things to you. Jesus, you are the only one that can fix and heal and mend. I cannot. And then as one kind of final movement, you could flip your hands back up, have your palms up. And I'm going to give you just a moment, and I want you to listen, and I want you to ask God, is there something he wants to give you? Sometimes there are things we can't, good gifts that God wants to give us that we can't hold, that we can't contain because we're so full of worry and stress and fear and all the other things we're carrying. So as your hands are flipped up, if you ask God, is there a gift you want to give me? Is there a word you have for me? Is there, is there a place you want to guide me as the sheep guides, as the shepherd guides the sheep? Thank you, God. Thank you, our good shepherd, for the ways that you know what we need, even when we don't know what we need, that you are in tune with our needs. Thank you that you lead us to refreshing, that you make us lay down. And thank you that you gladly carry those things that we want to carry and you invite us to release our grip and to rest in your care God we long to be restored and to be refreshed in your presence this morning amen we're going to continue with a song of worship. If you want to stand and sing, or if you want to continue to sit and rest, whatever you need. Take 
you can go ahead and take a seat. Psalm 23, 4 says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Can you just imagine? You can even picture it in your mind's eye if you want to. Being a sheep in the midst of a dark valley, maybe it's stormy. You can picture that from the image on the screens as well. If you're that sheep, can you see your shepherd in the distance? Maybe they're like, they could be a mile away and it's dark and stormy and lightning. Maybe it's raining. Can you see them? Does that sheep know that the shepherd hasn't left and that the shepherd is just as confident, just as trustworthy as if it was a bright, beautiful day? When you're that sheep, I don't think we I don't think we always know, right? We're not always confident. Even if the shepherd's confident, we're not. Because what if the, the valley continues to darken? And what if the storm gets louder and drowns out anything else? If you're that sheep, you might start to kind of go astray. You're gonna be like, okay, where am I going? Is my shepherd abandoned me? Am I all alone? That's the kind of sentiment we see in this part of this psalm. And it's so true to our lives today because we're in, when we are in the midst of a valley and it feels like we often are, right? Sometimes we may see God in the distance and we may be confident and sure that he is there, that he is still present and guiding us. But maybe, maybe we're not so confident, right? Maybe we don't know if we can see God in the distance. We don't know if he is still trustworthy. We don't know if he is still leading us to better pasture. And so now as we reflect, I want you to ask yourself, where, where do you find yourself today? Think about a valley of life, a difficulty, a struggle that you're going through right now or maybe recently. Let it just come to mind, whatever comes to mind. And ask yourself, have you been receiving the comfort of your shepherd? Do you feel like God is still present? Or what are the places maybe where you feel like he's not present? Ask yourself those questions. And as you do, if you're comfortable, I invite you to actually sit, maybe your eyes closed and picture yourself in that valley. It could be a literal valley. It could be the actual struggle that you're facing. And ask yourself, is God there? Do you see him? Do you hear his voice? What is he saying to you? What does he look like? If that's helpful for you to imagine, feel free to do that as you reflect on those questions.
you're welcome to stand or remain seated as we continue in worship and just with some of maybe an image or the words that you've been hearing from the Lord, let that sit in your spirit and your heart as we continue in worship.
And the psalm resolves. <laughs> I love the resolution. It's like you feel the comfort of God. You feel God inviting you to the refreshing and the rest. You are reminded of the presence of God in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your struggles. And then there's this beautiful conclusion to the psalm of David. In Psalm 23, 5 and 6, it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As we lean into this image even of our good shepherd and we allow him to lead us to rest, to lead us to water, to walk you through those dark valleys and we keep our eyes on him knowing that even when we don't have the confidence he does and we trust him in the midst of the storms and on the other side of the valley when that storm calms there's a feast waiting for you there's an overflowing cup and an anointing on you this picture of God's love being so close and his pursuit of us always in the message translation it talks about how his goodness chases after us it's what we sang this morning like his you can you can run you can walk away but his goodness it's more than just a, a gentle pursuit it, it chases us and it's this beautiful picture in this book called Sheltering Mercy, it's prayers that have been kind of inspired by these psalms. And I'm going to read um, this section from Psalm 23. It says, With mercy you lead me to your table, a feast of rich food and aged wine. Your presence, my head and my host. You delight in honoring me that all those who see would know that I'm the beloved of God. My head is blessed with oil, my joy overflowing. Your grace chases me. Your kindness pursues me. How can I outrun you? In your house are many rooms, and in your presence I find rest. 
Let's read that together. I think it's on the screen for you. With mercy, you lead me to your table, a feast of rich food and aged wine. Your presence, my head and host, you delight in honoring me that all who see would know that I am the beloved of God. My head is blessed with oil, my joy overflowing. Your grace chases me, your kindness pursues me. How can I outrun that? In your house are many rooms. In your presence, I find rest. Amen. I'm going to ask you just in this moment, and I know some of you may be like, this is not my thing. Uh, some of you are like just sitting in the tenderness of the moment, and you just needed this desperately. Um, but we're going to ask just as we gather as community, it's so good for us to share with one another. Um, so would you find somebody just right around you or near you? And would you share just for a moment? Maybe one way God is speaking to you from Psalm 23. Maybe it's a valley that you're walking through. Maybe it's a, uh, you feel the invitation to lay down and rest. Maybe God gave you an image of what he wants to gift you with. I don't know what that is, but will you just turn to the person next to you or someone around you? And would you be willing to share just briefly? What do you see in, in Psalm 23? How is God speaking to you this morning?
thank you for sharing with each other. I realize that maybe it's husband, wife, father, daughter, sibling, people sharing. And sometimes it's hardest to share some of those, those vulnerable places with our own, our closest people, isn't it? Um, but it's good for us to hear from each other. What is, what's God doing? What's God saying um, in our lives? So thank you. We're going to continue and we're going to just sing a song. I love this song, what he's done. Um, and we're going to close as a song of a celebration of what our good shepherd um, has promised us, has done in our lives. So if you're able, will you stand with us as we sing? See on a hill of Calvary, my Savior bled for me, my Jesus said, the wounds that give me life, grace flowing from his side, no greater sacrifice, what he's done, what he's done, all the glory and the honor to the Son, my sins are forgiven. My Savior is living. I praise God for what He's done. Sing for the freedom He has won. Even death is dead and done. His life has Savior is living. I praise God for what He's done. And now, on a throne of majesty, the Father's will complete. He reigns in again now on a throne now on a throne of majesty the father's will complete he reigns in victory oh sing hallelujah to the king he's worthy to receive all the worship we can bring what he's done, what he's done, all the glory and the honor to the Son, my 
sins are forgiven. My Savior is living. I praise God for what He's done. Let's sing that one more time. What He's done. What He's done. What He's done. All the glory and the honor to the Son. My sins are forgiven. My Savior is living. I praise God for what He's done. I praise God for what He's done. Well, thank you for being here this morning. It's Memorial Day. This is even uh, often a weekend of rest. So I hope that you leave here feeling rested. And I bless you to go knowing that you have a good shepherd who takes good care of you. And there's so much good in store for you. Amen? Amen. Amen.